This is Mark Revio, President and CEO of the Van Wert Area Chamber of Commerce and the host of the Mark My Words podcast. I want to let you know that the Van Wert County Historical Society will be presenting the 18th annual Model Railroad Show and Swap on Saturday, July 24th from 10 to 4 and Sunday, July 25th from 10 to 3 at the Van Wert County Fairgrounds as part of Railroad Heritage Weekend. Admission is $6 for adults and children under 12 are free. For more information about the train show, find it online at bwrrhw.com. This is Mark Reveal, President and CEO of the Van Wert Area Chamber of Commerce, and thank you for listening to our podcast, Mark My Words. Today, we continue our Women in Business series with the goal of introducing you to women who serve and support our community. Uh, first, we'd like to thank our sponsor, uh, Van Wert County Agricultural Society, for sponsoring Mark My Words this year. To learn more about them and what they have planned for 2021, find them on the web at vanwertcountyfair.com. They will be presenting the 165th Van Wert County Fair from August 31st, which is coming up. We're getting close to September 6th, so it's only a couple months away. So. If you're interested in learning more about the Vanwert Chamber of Commerce, our members, educational connection events, please visit us on the web at vanwertchamber.com as well as on Facebook and Instagram. So with all that out of the way, our guest today is Jenna Daly, uh, who's the owner of J Collection Bridal, formerly uh, another name, Sisters Bridal, as you know it. But Jenna, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Great. Uh, It's good to see you. Uh, We're recording this through Zoom. Uh, we learned some things during COVID. We don't leave them all behind. Uh, so, uh, so let's talk a little bit. Uh, I know people know you in, in the area. You're you're active in the community. You're a small business owner. So let's let's go back to the beginning, as far back as you want to go, and you can tell a little bit about yourself, uh, what you've done, how you got here. Just anything you want to talk about. Okay. Well, um, I guess it all started in Van Wert. I was born here. My parents are both from the area, but I wasn't raised here. Um, so it's kind of crazy that, you know, 30 years later, I ended up in the place that I was born, but I have no family who live here. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, I mean, I, I actually was here in Van Wert and I was living in North Carolina and was um, thinking about opening a bridal shop in the area, but then my dad actually got really sick with cancer. So I needed to move home very quickly. And um, Van Wert was just where I could find a job the quickest. So in two weeks time, I turned in my two weeks notice and packed up my whole life and moved to Van Wert. And lo and behold, I pull into town and there's a little shop right on the corner. And I thought, oh my goodness, it must be fate. So um, short story is I came in and asked for a part-time job because I was working full-time at Cooper Farms. And um, about a year and a half into it, working as a stylist, um, the former owner offered to sell it to me. So here we are, um, two years later. I've been here two years. So um, I guess it was, it feels like it was meant to be, you know, when, when, it, when you look back on it. Um, did you always have a, um, an idea of you wanting to be in this type of business and retail or I mean have you have you worked that type of retail before or is it specifically bridal this is it like what what what's your well I think I knew you know in college when I went to college I actually first doubled in 
business administration and marketing. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I just don't know if I totally knew what that looked like yet, but I knew I wanted to own a business. I, I didn't care if it was a coffee shop or <laughs> what it was. I just was really, I just saw the idea of owning your own business really appealing to me. And I've always loved the bridal industry. I think one of my first memories is of a wedding because my dad's a pastor and we would always get invited to the wedding as the pastor's family. And I just really fell in love, you know, with the bride walking down the aisle in her wedding dress and just how magical the whole event seemed. So I just loved fashion and wedding dresses probably my whole life. So it felt like a perfect fit for me and my personality. You know, I really wanted to own a business and what better business to own, but one that you get to play dress up in. It's like the best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess maybe talk through the, the process of, um, I mean, you're going through a, a branding or you, you've kind of, you know, pushed that new branding out. Um, and maybe that is almost like a natural progression, you know, from from the old or, you know, what, what it came in as to, you know, what you want it to be. Because I know you've changed things. You know, you do. I know you do things now by appointment, and before it was like almost a walk-in. So it, it's it has a different yeah. kind of style, different expectation. So I, I don't know. Maybe talk about why, how you, how that you you work through that process to to make it, and why you you would make it by appointment only. I think I would know, but I got a couple ideas. But I guess start with that, and then and then kind of how you decided to to shift. You know, the name or or, or why and how. Well, when I purchased the business, which was June first of twenty nineteen. I really wanted to um, just respect the business that had been built up before me. And so I wanted to keep the name um, and just continue to build on that legacy. Um, but as you can probably guess, a lot of times people would ask me if I owned this with my sister. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. I have to explain time and time again that nope, it's just me. I, you know, my sisters don't work with me. Um, so I, I did get a little bit tired of answering that question. But um, I always had a vision of a high-end bridal boutique being in a small town, like really having small town charm, but being just a luxury um, bridal experience. So with the rebrand, we really focused on it being really fresh and modern. Um, and with our appointments only, it just feels like it gives it more of a high-end edge to it because it's one-on-one. -on -one, you're not walking into a big box store where nobody knows your name and nobody talks to you. Like you're coming in to a private bridal appointment with one stylist. So I just feel like with the rebranding, we just really wanted to keep moving in that direction of it being this luxury bridal experience where you're popping champagne and you know, you have a selection of beautiful hand selected gowns um, that's what I envision for the shop and where I want to keep moving in. Um, and with it being appointment only, you're guaranteed that you're always going to have great customer service because I'm not pulling myself in different directions where before, you know, I'd have an, a bridal appointment, but then I'd have a walk in bride at the same time or bridesmaids coming in at the same time. So I was trying to manage running two to three different, you know, walk-ins or appointments. And I just couldn't give all of my time and energy into that one bride who scheduled an appointment because we are small. I just felt like, hey, let's capitalize on being small where we can really give 
everyone who comes to the doors personal one-on-one -on -one attention and not feeling like you know they're lost they don't know what they're doing and oh if only the owner would come help us right yeah well <laughs> I, 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 I guess my my point of reference uh for this type of thing is uh say yes to the jazz dress on television and there is an appointment you know it's more of a, it is probably bigger not quite a box store you know but it, it's the intimate part because it's a big deal i mean I've, i'm married uh and i know it's a big deal you know because i remember as they uh a wife and a mother-in-law that that was part of the process you, you go out of town there's like certain shops around the area and you spend that time you know it's a thing it's it's and it should be a thing it's a big deal um and even you know so special dress that you're ever yeah. going to wear you're never yeah. going to wear a dress that's more special than the dress you wear on your wedding day yeah so i mean i i see the um and as long as the the expectations out there uh, of you know it's an appointment this is why it's an appointment because it makes sense the customer service angle but then again it's more yeah you want to give them the best experience and then they tell people oh, and they tell other people it's, yeah no it is you know when you used to go to a shoe store you know and um you go to the shoe store and you pick out a pair of shoes and then the person goes and gets you those shoes from the back office and they bring them back and they actually put them on your feet and tie them. That's what we're trying to do here. I mean, I'm in the rooms with them. I'm getting them in and out of dresses. I'm talking to them about, you know, when they first met, how they knew that they were the person for them, what makes them so in love with them. It's customer service on this another level that's, in my opinion, very old school. And I wish more people would bring it back. And I think that's why small business, is, you know, separates itself from other types of industries. Um, but Kleinfeld does a very, very good job at what they do. And believe it or not, I actually watch those episodes and I study the way that they talk to their brides, mm -hmm. how they ask questions, um, what makes it so special walking into Kleinfeld. I mean, it's the grand doors when you come in. It's the front desk and you have to check in. Um, it's meeting your stylist and they take you back and you're in a robe and they're like, let's talk about your groom. Yeah. So, I mean, it's yeah, it's a great starting point. Kleinfeld does a great job, but that is what we're trying to do here for sure. Like we want you to feel like this is just an unbelievable experience that we want you to remember forever. You know, we want you to talk about when you purchased your dress where maybe in like the 2000s and 90s, and before that, it was like, you go to a store, you take a dress out and you take it home, and that's that. Where now, it's an experience. It's a whole experience. Yeah. And I'm about that life. So, so what do you, because well, I've noticed, you know, I'll get off the show, that show in a minute, but what did you think about, like, you know, because it, it's probably be different levels. It's like, you know, maybe the mother and, and the daughter coming in, or then again, maybe with a party. Because those were always the episodes, and I think they did that on purpose. It's like there's 20 people coming in, or like 10 people, and I think it's to stir it, stir the pot, you know, whatever. I just I never understood that part of it. I guess in, in, when people walk into your shop, what do you typically you know deal with as far as like number of people and who's typically there? I know it can vary, but like what's what's the the norm? It can be interesting for sure, um, but we do limit how many people you can bring with you. Um, not because you know i don't appreciate a big bridal party but because we have limited seating here so you can only bring five people with you to your appointment but 
I mean, honestly, the smaller number you bring with you, the better. Just the, I mean, to get, to, to expect 10 people to all fall in love with the exact same dress is really unattainable. I mean, it's possible, but it's unlikely that you can get grandma who's, you know, 70 years old and very conservative. And then you have your bridesmaids who are just a party and are like, hey, let's get the sheer bodice and the fit and flare and all all the revealing. And then you have mom who's like, well, you know, I'm paying for this, so I have yeah. to like it. <laughs> it's always the, <laughs> I really it's, care if you like it, but I have yeah. to like it. Yeah, it's so like the, all of those different personalities and expectations on the same, you know, wavelength, it's really hard to do. And I'm not saying it can't be done. Yeah. It totally can, but it's definitely harder. And it makes my job harder. Um, and then you, when you get big groups like that too, when I'm in the dressing room, I can hear them running out to my show floor and they're pulling dresses. Yeah. And if you ever watch Say Yes to the Dress Seinfeld, that is a big no-no. Don't touch the dress. <laughs> yeah, going into the back room and grabbing that, finding yeah. that. We're gonna go, we're gonna take care of this. We're gonna find one that we like, yeah. but she might not, or, you know, whatever. For that, because yeah. we, know the, we know our inventory better than anybody. And, and the guests don't, right? So, you know, the brides, you know, size 14, but they're trying to pull dresses that are size six and it's never gonna fit. And her budget may only be a thousand, but they pulled a $2,500 dress. Yeah. And so it's just, you know, it just helps us do our job better because we know our inventory. We're listening to the bride and what she wants. For your party, they may have, you know, they're your best interest at heart, but they're really excited to be there. And they're seeing all these gorgeous gowns and they may be pulling dresses that they like and not necessarily what the bride wants. So it is easier to manage with a smaller party. Than you should limit to three. You should, should, you should take the limit to three to make it you know, <laughs> two with the bride or you know whatever, so. That's enough for both moms, like mom, mother-in-law and yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. They might be paying for it, but you know, limits. Uh, too much uh, opinion, especially unsolicited opinion, yeah. probably isn't isn't the best. So that's all right. Uh, so let's let's shift a little bit to um, small business. Being an owner yeah. of a small business, I think. I don't know. When I think at the chamber, we work with a lot of small businesses. Sometimes we operate like a small business. We don't have the in in, in person we don't get a lot of traffic through the office that in-person customer service you know as much as probably you do we a lot of the stuff is by phone you know by email and we connect with them like at, at their location but um how do you you are the business um really so like how, how do you i'm all the department yeah how do you separate um like from from when you want to get away um uh, you know like if you need to go on a vacation you need a break like how do you how do you try to balance that? Um, well, what works for you? That's the good thing about the wedding industry. Well, really not the wedding industry, but the bridal gown industry is that we have a slow season and it happens to be in the summer months because most of our brides are shopping for their wedding dress after they get engaged. And most brides are getting engaged around the holidays. Okay. So our fall, winter and early spring is our busy season and Essentially, you know, those months, I'm not taking any time off. I'm working every single Saturday. I get no breaks. 
um, but that's just the name of the game. But in summer, that's when I can, you know, take vacation, um, take a day off here and there, um, because that's when brides are getting married. They're getting married in the summer and fall. So it's much easier for me to, you know, take a week off or maybe even a couple weeks. And like we just went to a fashion show in Fort Myers to shop for our new House of Blues um, spring collection. And while we were there, I was like, you know, I'm going to make a vacation out of this because I don't, you know, this is the time to do it. So I brought a bunch of girlfriends with me who all work in the wedding industry in some facet. And then we rented a Jeep and drove all the way down to Key West for the rest of the week. And I have a Hilton business credit card <laughs> and I'm diamond status. So I didn't have to pay for a single hotel. And we stayed at the Casa Marina, which is by the Waldorf Astoria, which was beautiful, the most grand hotel I've ever stayed in. And then I stayed the last two nights by myself and I've stayed at the Reach by Hilton, which was really young and fun, really fresh. Um, so it was just a really cool experience um, you know, to see something different and get out of Ohio for a little bit. But you know why I love Ohio. <laughs> well, you, we know you're Buckeye. It's okay. I'm a Buckeye, but I love the beach. You know, I'm a beach girl for sure. So I know at different times you've talked about, you know, because I think in the, in the, in the past or, you know, when I think about, you know, you, you have a, the, the wedding gown. Um, then it's, um, you know, the, the maids of honor, you know, it, so it used to be maybe, uh, it probably still is um, where you, it's a one place you can go for a lot of that stuff. And I know you've talked about in the past, like, you know, you know, um, with the people in high school, you know, the prom, things like that. So there were a lot of things that people came in, you know, to the store for. So um, can you talk a little bit about like how you make decisions and what, what type of things you carry, what type of things you might not carry, uh, maybe how that's changed maybe in the last couple of years since you've, you've, you've taken charge of that. Well, right away, we discontinued mom dresses because I looked at the bottom line and they just weren't making enough money for what they should have been. So that was the very first thing I cut. And an alternative is that when I'm shopping for our bridesmaids dresses, I also select gowns that I really feel like will complement moms. Mm -hmm. um, I think they're younger, more modern, um, dare I say, a little bit sexier because a lot of our moms today, you know, they're not, they're, they're younger. They're, you know, in their 40s or 50s and they don't want to feel like they're the old one at the wedding. So, I think that's a better alternative and the price points are much more affordable than the actual mom gowns were. Um, I still do prom, love prom. Um, I think we're definitely like our market for prom is, you know, middle of the ground. Like we're not the cheapest, we're not the most expensive. I can't carry Sherry Hill, but I really wish I could. Um, but their they're minimums are just a little too high for us. Um, so I love prom. And we do bridesmaids, love bridesmaids. Um, we had decided to discontinue tuxes because they were just getting to be a little bit too much. And I wasn't sure if it was my gift. I struggled with them. They're really, really hard. I mean, I don't wear a suit myself. <laughs> I can, learning how to measure, and it, I mean, it took me maybe two years to really get good at. And I still don't know that I can say 
I'm amazing at measuring, but it's, it's such a huge learning curve. So I had decided this is more stress than what's needed. I'm going to discontinue these. But then as soon as I dropped them was when we had another local business decide to drop them as well, which only left one option. And we were getting so many calls and inquiries about tuxes. So I actually just within the last couple of weeks decided to bring them back. Um, but I'm going to limit myself. If we're already booked for a weekend, um, that's really as much as I want to do. I, I don't want to do two or three different tuxes in a weekend because you're working with over 30 to 50 tuxes. And our shop is so small that it just felt hard to, to manage and get really good at. Um, so I just decided, hey, I'm a small business. I have that luxury to say, you know, we're only going to take one party a weekend instead of three or four different parties. So hopefully that will help improve the process and keep, um, you know, give a good product for customers. But that's kind of how I make business decisions. Um, how does it sell? What's your bottom line? Um, you know, and is there a need for it in the community? And if there's a need that's ultimately going to trump, you know, I think our bottom line, although it still has to make sense on both facets, like it has to make money and it has to fit a need is how I do it. So do you, do you have people asking for that, that, that tux or, you know, for, you know, for the grooms mm -hmm. and when they come in, is that kind of always a question that's like, yeah. do you do this as well? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I imagine which of course they can yeah. see them when they come in but they all want to know do you do tuxes now some of our brides most like i would say a lot of our brides are coming from fort wayne or columbus or even dayton so those brides are not going to come to us for tuxes but we'll get bridal parties in town so their brides didn't necessarily purchase from us but they want to do tuxes through us because we're local and because you know it's really unrealistic if you're driving 30 to an, minutes to an hour away to get your tuxes because it all happens the week of the wedding. So they need a local option. And I guess they want a couple of different options, supply and demand, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, Cause we were never the cheapest, but we were never the most expensive. We were right in the middle ground. So we just had a lot of inquiries, not necessarily from my brides, but just from the area people needing that service. Yeah, well, I could speak uh, as a groom that's like that's like as far as importance that's maybe way it, it is important but it's like a lot of other stuff is above that and it's like hey you better take care of your tux you know yeah. you figure out maybe what you want but then again it's like oh okay this is good it's nothing like using the dress photographer uh you know event site uh food flowers yeah. and there's like 20 things and it's kind of down there um but it's so important i was going to ask you what do you think about this oh it's really a new trend of uh, the suits or over the you know, purchasing a suit because you know there is a place in town and other places that yeah. you know they don't do the tuxes but then again they offer a suit that i don't know that that option kind of makes sense if you're gonna you know purchase something you know i don't know there's it's close enough maybe to the price of the rental that it'd make you think about it you know what i mean yeah the price points are really close to each other i think the question you have to ask yourself is um do i want a nice suit to just own for other events? Yeah. Do I go to events like that where it would be needed? Um, or is this really the only time I'm gonna wear it? And if the only time you're gonna wear it is now, then just rent them. But if you have a party and 
you know, they they go to a lot of formal events, um, then I would say buy it. Just, I mean, it, it, well, really in general, my personal opinion is like you, I think every man should own a nice suit. <laughs> At least one. I think every a black man suit. That's kind of what it was, black suit. suit. Yeah. 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 And not even a tux. I really don't love tuxes, but like you need a, a nice suit. So if you don't own a suit, you want a suit, you know, I think definitely purchase them. And then it's going to be a little more fitted to you, you know, more tailored to your body with a rental. We have different collections that are, you know, this one may, like our elite collection is definitely more tailored to fit your body. Um, but it's never going to fit as well as a tailored suit is but you have to look at your location and um, we're a little bit more low-key here in Van Wert County um, and there's nothing wrong with that um, but we just may not have as many formal events um, to go to throughout the year where I feel like in a metropolitan area metropolitan area you know you have galas to go to and um, auction events and um, you know just different types of gatherings throughout the year where it's required to have a nice suit where here we really don't wear them all that often like how many times have you really worn a nice suit to a chamber event <laughs> a couple event. times okay. a couple times a year <laughs> or to a wedding yeah you're right sure. or to a funeral yeah. you know stuff like that that's like about it now it was funny because we always but oh, we're both like, oh, shoot. Well, Texas are hard because for the bride and her bridesmaids and really even the mom, all of their dresses have been done months before, right? They've been done two months before, a month before the wedding. But Texas, for Texas rentals, they're happening the week of the wedding. So it's just more stressful. Um, I guess if you want to save yourself the stress of, of getting everything, making sure it fits. The week of, I mean, purchasing ahead of time will save you some of that hassle. But it just comes down to how much you want to spend and are you going to wear it again? And if you're not going to wear it again and you really don't want to spend that much, then you should absolutely rent because, especially if your bride bought from us, because then her groom suit is free and then each of the groomsmen get $40 off each tux. Okay. Um, so there are discounts there to help you. but. I mean, if you want a nice suit and you're like, I want to wear this, then you should just purchase it so you have it forever. Yeah, just we've always, uh, my wife and I have always mentioned that, you know, it's the most, one of the most meaningful days of your life and the only pairs of clothes that are, you own are your underwear and your socks. <laughs> everything, everything else that you're wearing, everything else is like not yours uh, for, for the groom, which is just, anyway, that's whatever. Um, so let's shift a little. Um, we talked about small business, so you got to know everything, right? I mean, that that's the, that's the, I, I mean, you feel like you have to know a lot of different things. So how do you wear that hat uh, and kind of learn when you don't know? Oh gosh. I mean, when I first bought the business, it's not like someone hands you this handbook and says, here you go. Here's how you'll run everything. Here's your HR department. Here's how you'll do payroll. Here's how you're going to pay all of the different taxes, which there are so many, by the way. Um, you just kind of, you know, get in contact with the right people to help you. So right away, I found, and I actually have two different accountants to do different things. Don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, but I, and they set me up with a, with a payroll account. So mm -hmm. I pay 
Uh, I can do payroll myself for all of my employees, which saves money. And um, it was probably those first six months were the hardest six months, honestly. I mean, if you can survive the first six months of just getting everything set up, figuring out which taxes to get paid and how to pay them, which, you know, they are not user friendly at all. <laughs> I had to call, I made so many phone calls early on and not even totally sure what questions to ask, but I knew the answer I needed. I just didn't know how to get there. And so you just have to keep asking questions, finding the right people to get in your corner, finding the right bank, the right accountant. And eventually all of those things will just, you know, be set up for you and it makes it easier to move on. But now I, I, I can do all of my books and it takes me a day, not even a day, like, you know, just a couple of hours. But when I first started, it would take me a week to do the books because I had no idea what I was doing. I did not go to school for business. And I was like, I am terrible. And I would, I remember I would meet another friend in town who also owns a business. And she has much more experience than me. So I would put a sign on the door, lock up and say, I'm going to lunch. I'll be back in an hour. And I would meet her over at the 133 Bistro. And I would just cry. be like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, what have I done? Like, I don't know what I'm doing. And she's like, you're going to get it. Like, you're going to get it. You just have to be kind to yourself and patient and keep talking to the right people who can help you learn it. And you'll be fine. And sure enough, she was right. But it, it does take time and patience. Don't, don't get stressed. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I totally agree. I, I compared to, uh, you know, using QuickBooks at the chamber, you know, we do have a treasurer that helps us out, but a lot of the stuff, you know, the reconciliation is, you know, we had to get it to a certain point and then we hand it. It's like, okay, it, we think we're good. We're at zero. Here you go. You know, and it's like, cause you know, we have, you know, it, we have meetings. So there's a hard deadline of a board meeting and you're like, okay, mm -hmm. well, we got to start it. Like now nah, we have to start it this week, you know, with the holiday weekend, it's like, Ooh, it's July. Then you get back into work and you've been off a couple of days and it's like, oh, it's July 6th. And we have a board meeting, not this Thursday, the Thursday after. So we, we kind of have to, it would just met. It feels like we just met. And we did. You reconcile and then you feel like it's time to reconcile again. And you're like, I feel like I yeah. just did this. Yeah, this month it, it is does feel like that. But that's yeah, that's okay. Yeah. You're right. Repetition. It's the only way you're gonna learn. It's just kind of do it. Heart, honestly, like owning a business is not for the faint of heart because you are constantly being your own advocate and mm. hyping yourself up when nobody else is there to do it. No one's gonna help you figure this stuff out. No one's going to pick you up, you know, when it gets hard or help you carry just the emotional burden, you know, like I mean you go home, I go home after being chewed out by an angry customer and you go home and you're just like, oh, that was so awful and how can I be better next time? And there's no one there who fully understands what it's like to be in this situation. So you just have to be, I think, mentally tough. So how, do, how have you built, you mentioned like when you went to uh, Florida, you have a group that you kind of, you know, connected with, you know, you know to that, you know, they're in the same industry. How did you build your network? Networks are important, I think. You know, because yeah. it keeps you, and I have people in town that I talk to, you know, and some of them are like directors of other nonprofits, and, and then there's a wider network in the state that I know people who, who are CEOs of chambers, you know, then you're really kind of like, oh my God, I can't believe this happened here. And then it's like, oh, that happened down there. So it, it happens in different places and you need someone or a group that kind of understands, you know,
going and kind of make you feel better, like venting if you need to vent. Like how, how do you build, you know, what advice would you have for, for building that? Because that's pretty valuable, really. It helps you from not going crazy some days and it helps, they're happy for you when things work out, you know, so. I was approached by Blackbird Farm about doing, partnering together to do a styled photo shoot. And that, that one single meeting set me up to meet some really incredible women who all work in the industry in different facets. Um, because they invited me, I got to meet them. And then I met other photographers, florists, um, Alana who owns Whimsically Warm, who's a wedding calligrapher. I've just met so many different people who all work in the industry through styled photo shoots. Um, and I've like I've been to Blackbird Farm, Crimson Lane, um, Magnolia Farm, which is like almost near Columbus. And um, I've done some photo shoots and in, in Columbus, in the heart of downtown Columbus, just through styled photo shoots. That's it. And then you get these gorgeous professional photos to use of your dresses for all of our social media. It's really a win-win for everyone, but you're absolutely right. Like you, you can, I don't think, I don't know how you make it through business without those types of connections, because there are going to be days when it's just hard and when you're frustrated and having someone to talk to who's in the same industry as you to say, oh my gosh, I know what you're feeling and this is what I did and maybe this will help you. Just having someone else to bounce ideas off and finding out what works for them. Maybe I can try it. Maybe it would work for me or, hey, I've been doing it this way. Maybe try this. So I think it's invaluable to have those connections and those people to lean on because um, you can't get complacent in this industry. It moves so quickly. I mean, the fashions move really quickly. Um, you just have to keep up and try new things all the time. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's uh, there is no um, guilt at all of taking an idea from someplace else and making it your own. <laughs> You're not reinventing the wheel. I mean, basically, it's kind of like, what do you want your world to be? Like, what do you want your store to do? And you try to, you know, you, you get information from the outside, you know, and it makes sense. And there's maybe some data to back it up. Oh, that, okay, that might look you, like you decided to move things in and out of the collection. What you, you know, some of it's bottom line stuff, but then some of it's like you see the same thing from 30 different places. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, something must be, you know, happening, you know. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I understand that. Uh, okay, well, so let, let's go. We'll, we'll, we'll kind of finish up here and uh, this I asked this question of the, a couple of other people I, I, I've talked with and so what advice would you give a young woman who's considering starting her own business maybe not specifically in your field you can offer some advice but what's you you're driven uh, you, you have a story about why you like you know what what drew you to this particular industry you know, there's there's in your in your way back at the start we talked about at the beginning there's a couple of reasons you liked events you know, everyone's dressed up. You like formal things. It sounds like everyone looks nice. So, I mean, what, what advice would you give uh, uh, to maybe you <laughs> 15 years ago or, or, or anybody who's younger, you know what I mean? So. Um, well, I think if you have a personality that is self-driven, um, if you love to kind of design the life that you live in, like owning your own business 
is amazing. It's amazing. I mean, I'm so proud of myself all the time. Even having it on my screensaver on my phone, always be proud of yourself. But there's so much freedom in owning your own business. And I think early on, you know, I used to be a newspaper reporter and then I worked in pagination and then in banking and then in HR and communications. And I just always felt like I was never enough for a boss. I never, you know, did things the way that they wanted me to. I never fit in. Um, I just felt like I was constantly pulled into offices because I just wasn't doing something right or the way that they wanted me to. And I couldn't be what they needed from me. And when you're in your own business, I get to design every aspect of the shop from what hangers to buy and how to rebrand and how to do the social media. I get to schedule my own vacation dates, what I want to take them. There's so much freedom in owning your own business and you get to design every part of it. And I think that's it's incredible. I mean, just to, you know, design it and know that it's yours and that you made it is really special, a really special thing. But I think to do it well, you have to, you just have to be driven like crazy, like especially during slow seasons when it's slow and your sales are down, you have two options. You can either sit there and stress and, and have so much anxiety about if the sales are gonna come back and make yourself sick over it, or you can hustle. And if you're a hustler, then owning your own business is, is a job for you because you have to constantly hustle. <laughs> Well, you know what you do is you schedule another photo shoot and you just dump you another one together up. and you get, you put, yeah, yep. that's part of it. Yep. You have, you can't be afraid to put yourself out there. I think even as a kid, I was kind of an entertainer. So, I mean, you, you can't, to be good in this industry or any business, small business, you, you can't be afraid to put yourself out there to be very public and talk about your brand or what your business is. You have to, you know, be kind of outgoing. I think, you know, even if you're just owning like a small retail shop, customers are coming in all the time. So you really have to be able to connect with them emotionally very quickly and get them to love you and your brand, whatever that looks like, whatever it is. So I think you just have to have some of those personality traits where you're outgoing. You're not afraid to put yourself out there, even if you look dumb. Um, you have to be good at social media and marketing. And then I think the other things will come, you know, like your taxes and how to file this and how to reconcile your cookbooks. All those things are going to come, but you have to be able to put yourself out there and, you know, sell your brand, sell your business. And if you can do that, then I think you're going to be fine. Well, it, I think people have to like you no matter what you're doing, because you know mm -hmm. the relationship always see. Well, I think the relationship becomes comes before the product. You know, you have to have a good relationship, you know, for them to think of you. You know, when when something like this comes up, and it's not like, you know, you're you're not a, a Walmart or a uh, like a a store like a grocery store that someone comes in every day. It's like this is maybe once in, you get one shot. It's once in a lifetime. Mm -hmm. You know, not always, but it's you get very few chances you know when you help somebody right i mean it, it's like show me what, oh, yeah. show me what yeah. we can do here you go you're on right now yeah. Someone comes in. two hours to yeah. bond with the bride 
make her feel emotionally connected to you and be genuine about it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not big with these brides. Like I'm really interested in learning about them and what type of, of dress that they want. Um, I mean, I think you just have to be genuine and really care about them and care about their experience because then your heart's going to be invested in it and you're going to have the best outcome because you put your heart into it. Where if your heart's not in it, it I mean, they're going to, read it all over your face that you're just doing this to make a sale and that you really don't care that much <laughs> yeah um yeah that's easy that's easy you know, for sure i mean i think advice another piece of advice i would say especially because i'm not from the area originally i knew i was gonna have to get involved so that was my plan from the get-go of opening the business to join the chamber and I wasn't even on the board, but whenever you would send out, you know, hey, we're having a ribbon cutting here, I would show up. <laughs> I would just show up to all the ribbon cuttings. They're not even on the board, but I'm, you know, my business is a member. So I would show up and I joined my church and started volunteering. And I took dance classes at Kim Coleman's dance studio and got involved with Main Street. I think that's another important piece to it is just get involved in your community get your face out there and get to know people. And then they're, they're gonna support you and they're gonna word of mouth support you to other people. Be like, yeah, you should try out J Collection. She's really fun, she's really professional. And I know her on a personal level. I think you'd really enjoy the experience. Yeah. So just get to know people. You want you want advocates outside of your business. <laughs> you want people that drive business into you. That's that's what it is. <laughs> they're all with the beat, you know, you, uh, you know, because when, uh, you know, when people, businesses in the area have like an event, like an open house or a ribbon cutting, you know, it's nice when you can bring a crowd with you, which is what we try to do. Um, yeah. And that's what you want to do for them to kind of welcome them. But it's, you know, you're right. If you're always in the picture, it's like, who's that person? There's <laughs> always in the picture. <laughs> then they, you know, cause we don't really put names on the bottom or anything, but you know, it's kind of sometimes if, you know, and you are on the chamber board, but like, you know, even if, if you weren't, it's, you know, it's, it's like, you know, then people will think, oh, okay, well, this person's always in it. Then they're curious. So that that's... I think, I think that's how you got sick of me. You're like, man, Jenna's always here. <laughs> always on the... She, always, always, she might as well join. She always shows up. <laughs> we'll join the board. Make it official. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Well, good. Well, hey, we'll, we'll be respectful. I know you, you've got a business to run. Your door's probably locked for this. So, um, so thanks for taking the time to speak with us. We appreciate it. Um, Thank you. So, and if you're interested in learning more about uh, the J Collection Bridal, uh, visit their website, uh, J, well, I'll just say jcobridal.com uh, and follow them on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Some crazy stuff on yes, TikTok. Yeah, I've heard, so. so that's good. Uh, to learn more about the Van Wert Chamber of Commerce, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and look us up online at manwertchamber.com. So thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks, Jenna. That's great. Thanks, guys. Thank you.